fits oh dear so is that droopy or is that depressed zero the hut it was supposed to be droopy (laughs) (sighs) you always inspire such confidence in my voices (laughs) i told you i can't hear shit through this earpiece i know but i mean i don't think that when you're like well that thought (laughs) So hey, fuckers, we're back with episode 28, the second episode of the second year. Volume 2, episode 2. No, we're just going to call it episode 28. Okay. (laughs) You mean we're not going to renumber it number one? No, we're not Marvel or DC. All new, all different Nerd Blitz. Nerd Blitz now. (laughs) And then? Nerd Blitz Rebirth. No, volume three, all new, all different nerd blitz again. And it's like, wait, didn't they do that two years ago? And it's like, fuck you, no. Or maybe we did. We're not going to acknowledge it. Yeah, maybe we did. Nerd Blitz Generations, Nerd Blitz Legacy. These are all fucking really good comic jokes. Marvel jokes, specifically. Now with dumber stories and shittier art. Pretty much. In our case, it would be now with shittier voices and more boring conversations, maybe? Mm, Yeah. Yep. So, we talked about it before, but I don't think we ever decided. Am I going to tell a jury duty story first, or am I going to do joke corner first? I think we should tell a jury duty story first. I've been waiting to hear this, that you actually had to go do your civic duty. I had to leave the house. (laughs) You had to leave the house to actually do something. You said duty. <laughs> yeah. I said civic. That's funny. Civic's not as funny as duty, though. No. Civic duty's pretty funny, though. Yeah. <laughs> You're just going to let it hang, aren't you? <laughs> that seems to be uh, my big move tonight. Just let shit hang until you can't stand it. <laughs> um. Yeah, I had jury duty for a day, and... It was so miserable. Which is really crazy because, like, I don't even know. I mean, I don't know how much you want to get into this, but, like, are you even registered to vote? No. Then how the fuck do they even find you? Because I have an ID. Oh, that's right. We talked about this because you have a state ID. (laughs) We did. Yeah. I'm like, he doesn't doesn't have a driver's license. He doesn't. You don't have to file a tax return. You don't fucking. You don't have registered to vote. It's like, how the fuck do they even know where you live? (laughs) <laughs> and for the people who are like, you don't vote! I mean, I've said it many times. I grew up a Carlin kid, and I was fucking proven right this past election. It doesn't fucking matter. Mm. Yeah. The older I get, the more I'm starting to believe that, yeah, kind of doesn't. Like George said, 
I stay home on election day, and when I masturbate, I at least I have a little something to show for it. Yeah. But yeah, I don't vote. People are like, you've got to vote. You've got to have your choice. And it's like, no, they just fucking proved almost 100 days ago, probably over 100 days by the time this comes out. But from now on, I'm still just going to do it. If for nothing else other than spite, like I'm fucking voting just just because. Like I said, man, they proved to me twice now in my short lifetime that it doesn't fucking matter. So I don't care. I'm not going to vote because that electoral college bullshit is retarded. It kind of is a little outdated. And it seems to only favor one side. Mm, yeah, I mean, that's the way it's shaken out the last couple times. I mean, like you said, it's happened twice in my lifetime. Mm, and, I uh, think they said like 12 elections have been decided by that. Or they've gone that way, yeah. Yeah, like popular vote versus electoral, and it's like a big discrepancy between the two. Yeah. Yeah, so... Anyway, let's not get into that, because let's save the rage till later. Yeah, this isn't fucking a political podcast. No. This is words and shit with dooms and fits and... Dude, I just remembered something else that I that I could talk about. Before we started, we were going over all the shit that's happened since the last time we recorded, because it's been like two and a half weeks or... It's know, been three weeks. It's been three weeks, yeah. Mm-hmm. We haven't like, recorded at all in the month of April. That's fucked up. But, I know. Uh, I've been fiending for it, too. Uh, there's, like, so much to talk about, and I just remembered something else, and it's, like, not a minor thing, either. What? Fucking Comic-Con. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fucking episode 29 is gonna be, like, six hours, because we've got so much to cover. Mm-hmm. We might have to drop a fucking point five. <laughs> Maybe. No, because you've got enough on your plate. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Yeah, we will have to talk about that, but yeah. it's got to be next time. Yeah, probably. We got a lot of shit to get into. <laughs> so let's just fucking. There's enough rage and disappointment in this episode. We don't need to bring the comic. <laughs> oh yes. That episode, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna name Ghetto Con Two Electric Suckaloo. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into this shit because we're short on time and long on idiots, and we've got stories to tell. So yeah, as we talked about, I had jury duty, and holy fuck, you're probably going to hear about it for the next couple episodes, because I got like four stories to tell, but I'll just start with the first one. So I get down there. This is federal court, right? This is St. Louis federal court? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I don't fucking know. Don't ask me details, man. I'm just here to tell stupid stories. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I get down there, it's fucking the ass crack of the morning, it's like fucking 7 o'clock, mm-hmm. or 7.30. Yeah. I walk in, and me being me, it's like, okay, where's a corner I can put my back to so nobody gets behind me, and I don't have to worry about some fucker annoying me or something. I can um, only imagine you walking into a fucking jury selection room, <laughs> and everybody looks at you like, like, wait, is this the, is this the defendant? <laughs> I don't think you'd be wrong. <laughs> there's a couple people i saw that it's like are you on trial or are you gonna be on the jury right but i fucking walk in everybody's lined up because they're not letting the retards in yet <laughs> i put my corner or my back to a wall and i'm just sitting there waiting for them to fucking let us through so i can go sit down and read or write or whatever while i'm waiting and this fucking old dude with the uh, long white hair 
a sort of goatee thing walks up to me and he gives me a weird look and it's like oh god he's gonna talk to me <laughs> and of course he does and he goes how you doing i was like fine how are you clearly not giving a shit how he is yeah and he goes not too bad not too bad you ever do this before i said yeah once three years ago and he goes oh yeah this is my first time and he's like 65 at least yeah and i went okay again no interest because i don't want to talk to this fucking dickhead yeah he wants you to be his sherpa to guide him through the jury duty process I thought she was going to say to guide him up the mountain of gayness. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Zach and Miri joke for all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently he does. And he's fucking asking me questions about it. And he goes, yeah, I'm on disability. And I went, oh, yeah? And he goes, yeah, I, I, this is my first time doing this. And I went, you said that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he just looks at me and he's like, oh, yeah, I did. And then he goes quiet. The fucking broad comes up to start breaking it down, telling us where we've got to go, what we've got to do. All of a sudden, his mouth starts running like a duck's ass, and he goes, I know you. And it's like, oh, fuck. One of these assholes. Because I went to Dollar Tree a while back, and it was when I got that first Skylanders book for your kid. Uh Uh-huh. I was in there, and there's this fucking young kid, and he's smiling at me all creepy, got his head down, and he goes, I know you. And I was like, oh, you do, do you? And he goes, uh-huh. I went, okay. I don't know you. And he flicks, and he goes, a, and he flicks a wad of cum on your face. I can smell <laughs> your pussy. <laughs> Ew. No! Ugh, that's fucked up. I haven't seen that in a long time. Commentaries! No! Moving on. This fucking young kid goes, I know you. And I went, okay, I don't know you. And he goes, yeah, you do. I went... Uh, I don't think so. And he goes, yeah, huh? We went to college together. Please don't kill me. <laughs> I went, I didn't go to college. He goes, yes, you did. And I did, because I, like I said, I'm holding the book that I'm going to get for your kid. And it's like, what is with these fucking assholes telling me they know shit about me that I clearly know I didn't do? Because I was thinking about you going, that's not the way to your house. And it's like, yes, it is. I know. I've lived there for 26 years. But he goes, I went to college with you, and I went, no, you didn't. I didn't go to college. And he goes, yes, you did. I went, no, I didn't. And he goes, you didn't go to, and I forget what college he named off. And I went, no, I didn't go to college. And he goes, oh, okay, um, that'll be 364. And he just <laughs> fucking gets quiet and, <laughs> and shit because I guess he felt like a fool. Well, Because he you was. Think? Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm having flashbacks to that when this old dude's like, I know you. And I was like, uh, you do? And he goes, uh-huh. I went, okay. He goes, I saw you on TV. And now I've heard that a couple times. And it's like, oh, fuck. He thinks I'm the fat dude from Lost. <laughs> <laughs> the old guy is telling you this? He's telling me he's seen me on TV. Oh, okay. After he's already told, after he's already been talking to you, then he finally is like, oh, I know you. Yeah. And I was like, no. And like I said, I've heard it before. People, I've had people tell me, like, oh, you're, uh, uh, what's his name? Hurley. And it's, I feel like Asian people or black people, they're like, we don't all look alike. <laughs> all those fucking fat fucks with long hair, we don't look alike. But, yeah, I've heard Hurley before. 
And it's like, no, I've never been to Hawaii. I'm never going to go to Hawaii unless they build a bridge. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, this dude goes, I've seen you on TV. And I was like, uh, I don't think so. And I'm waiting for him to whip Hurley at me. And he goes, oh, yeah, you were on Big Bang Theory. And I was like, what? <laughs> he goes, yeah, I love that show. And I was wearing a um, Marvel shirt. Or no, I was wearing my ACDC shirt. I had on my Superman hat. And I had a uh, messenger bag that was a Marvel messenger bag. And he looks at my hat and he goes, yeah, I love that show. And he points at my Superman hat and he goes, Marvel, I love Marvel. And it's like, clearly you do. Mm-hmm. And he goes, but yeah, you were on Big Bang Theory. And it's like, no, I wasn't. Because I've always heard you don't play into crazy people's delusions. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I was like, mm-hmm. I've, I was never on Big Bang Theory. He goes, sure you were. I went, no, I wasn't. I've never been to California. And he goes, <laughs> you haven't? I went, no. And he goes, oh. Well, maybe it wasn't you, and it's like... Gee, you fucking think so? I'm gonna be in this building as a fucking suspect here soon, because I'm about to fucking throttle this old prick. <laughs> but the fucking broad's telling us where we've got to go, what we've got to well, do, Hang on a second, hang fucking... on. Can I just say, can I just say, I, I love that your going to jury duty outfit is an ACDC t-shirt and a Superman hat. It's <laughs> way to really dress it up, man. I... I... Again! Way to look mature and, and uh, professional. Dude, you mistake <laughs> me for somebody who gives a fuck. <laughs> and I even had my vest on. Holy too. shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I think I had my Green Lantern ring, too. Because <laughs> <laughs> fuck this. I'm going to be miserable anyway. I might as well be fucking a little bit comfortable. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And then I've got to deal with fucking idiots like this. <laughs> so anyway, fucking Broad's telling us what we got to do. And I didn't hear jack shit of what she said because fucking Mushroom Head over here is telling me I've been on Big Bang Theory, which is like, bitch, I wish I ha- I was because they play that fucking show all the time. You know what kind of royalties I'd be sitting on? Yeah, a little bit. Some. It's on TBS every day for like six hours. I mean, you're no Johnny Galecki, but. No, but. My episode would probably come around every once in a while. Yeah. You get like a couple You probably get a better that. cell phone plan for sure. <sighs> you just got to kick a dude when he's down, don't you? <laughs> but yeah, that's my first of like four jury duty stories. They're not funny stories. They're just stories of me in the real world being an angry fucking prick. <sighs> well, so <sighs> what? I cut you off. You were going to say something else about... Uh... About the broad saying something. Well, it was just that the whole time she was talking, this fucking idiot's telling me I'm on Big Bang Theory. Yeah. So she shuts up and they start letting people through, you know, putting them through security and shit. Uh-huh. So I missed everything she said. So I'm like, I guess my sunglasses and I start to take off my ring and, and the fucking security guards looking at me like, asshole, didn't you listen? You can leave your jewelry on. <laughs> and I'm just like, Brr. I go through the thing the metal detector and it's beep 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 and the guard on the other side goes sir step over here put your arms out and i said i've got a ring on it's heavy metal and he goes put your arms out sir so it's like god forbid if i try to fucking help you idiots put my hand out he goes up both of my arms 
when he gets to the right arm, he gets to my hand and it goes, beep, 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 beep. He goes, it's the ring. I was like, you fucking dick. Uh-huh. And he goes, it's the ring. You, you can go on through. So yeah, again, I didn't, I didn't hear what the broad said. So I go over because there's a line where everybody's lining up. And there's another broad there. And she goes, are you waiting to get your parking validated? And I went, no, I'm waiting to go in there to see what I've got to do. Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, this line is just for parking validation. And that dude was standing in front of me in the line. And it's like, fuck this. So I zipped around his ass and went through. And I can hear him back there going, what's this for? It's like, <laughs> nope, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. Then Wait, I went Sherpa. <laughs> Come back. I'm lost. Help me. <laughs> Get me out of here. Mister, mister. Those are all happy Gilmore happy, jokes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I got it. <laughs> so then I go upstairs, put my back to a corner, and then the room starts filling up. I'll tell you another real quick story. This okay. one's just quick and, again, why I should not be around fucking people. I go upstairs, the room starts filling up. A black dude comes in the whole time he was on his phone. He was real, he was like 10 feet away from me. I could not hear a fucking word he said. The room's filling up. Then this self-important cocksucker comes in and he's like 25 feet away from me all the way across the room. He's important fucking around on his laptop. Then like the loudest ringtone I've ever heard in my life. Fucking bring, 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 plays mm-hmm. on his phone. He answers it. And again, black dude comes in on the phone the whole time. You can't hear a goddamn word he says. This fucking jerk off apparently he's in real estate and he's, yeah. Okay, yeah. So we're going to meet up. Yeah, I'll show you the house tomorrow. Well, if I get out of jury duty, I'm downtown right now. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you yeah. fucking jack off. Yeah, he's got to let you know how important he is. Exactly. That's exactly what I've got written down because I've got bullet points for my jury duty stories. Uh-huh. And it's like, uh, the first one is loud talker in the jury room wanting to sound important for everybody. Yep. Yep. It's like, oh, let everybody, you prick. Everybody know. Everybody mm-hmm. know he's a he's a mover and a shaker. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised he wasn't like all indignant that he had to be there. Well, take he sort t- of was, Taking like time I away said. from his business. Yeah, like I said, he goes, yeah, I'll meet up with you there tomorrow. Well, you know, if I'm out of jury duty, I'm downtown right now. Waiting to get picked for jury duty. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, because you're so important. Yeah. You little fucking cunt. <laughs> and he's doing this, and everybody in the room is fucking looking at him like, motherfucker, are you serious? Mm-hmm. We should fucking... Fucking, <clears throat> fucking white people. Mm-hmm. But, oh, fuck. Just like I'm, I'm gonna go batshit here. I can. This is how it ends for me. I'm just gonna go ballistic and hurl myself out of one of these windows. <laughs> Ugh, fuck me. But yeah, that's two of my Sounds four jury duty stories. One of them's like hilarious. So wait till we get to that one. Yeah, you'll be well, shocked. So far, it sounds horrific. Oh, it is. It's so fucking miserable. And if you're like me, you know, the dude who's growling in the back of the theater going, just pick a fucking seat, asshole. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, it's terrible. But it does, it does get funny. Okay. I've got three story or two or three stories coming up that 
You'll want to hear. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Are we ready for Joke Corner? Yeah. Hit me with and a I joke. Got, I got to tell you, every time since you did it that one time, when I say, are you ready for Joke Corner? I think you saying, joke me. Joke me off. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even remember saying that. <laughs> you did. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm a fucking comedy genius. No, not really. Comedy savant. I mean, you're... An idiot? <laughs> <laughs> you read my mind, man! You're more of an idiot savant. Well... Less savant, more idiot. Well, fuck it. Let's get into it. Play the theme song! Doom's Joke Corner! Uh, this is an old joke, and if you don't know it, shame on you. Okay. Shame. I'm going to just fucking point my finger at you and say, ooh, okay? Okay. Okay. A guy walked into a bar, ordered a double scotch, and moaned to the bartender. Oh, God. An irate husband wrote me a letter. He threatened to kill me if I don't stop fucking his wife. Bartender says, ooh, so why don't you just stop? And he goes, not that easy. He didn't sign his name. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard that, haven't you? Mm, I'm sure I have. You know, this segment is starting to feel like old yeller. Because it's just painful for me. And it's like, do we need to fucking kill this segment? No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I God. like it. Oh, do you? Cause, that, was a oh. good, that was a good joke. I laughed at that joke. Barely! Well, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know why, but I should have been doing this two when we recorded twenty six. I'm having so many fucking flashbacks. Because <laughs> the way you said "what the fuck" is when you asked me about uh, if I saw that one picture of Jess's, and I was like, "Yeah, I RT'd it." And you said, I know, that's how I see it. And I went, then what the fuck are you asking me for? And you're like, well, what the fuck? I'm trying to make conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, pimp spot. Let's do that real quick. And then <sighs> we'll get into our living lists. Okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What'd you uh... forget? No, dude. Fucking, I'm trying to... <laughs> I'm just, I'm just making it seem like we didn't talk about this five fucking minutes Fuck ago. <laughs> you gotta give me some kind of heads up so I know. Because you're always talking about you've got such a bad memory. <laughs> well, I do have so, a bad memory. So, I mean, basically I just see you as a goldfish with glasses. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? Uh, what? So, is uh, are you... Are you pimping something? <laughs> see, I'm trying to see. I'm trying to figure out if you're trying to make conversation, dude. <laughs> 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 or if you're really asking me. At the risk of selling a goldfish, I'm I'm actually asking you. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that after we talked about the other thing that I just forgot if we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Yes, I have something to pip, so play. Pip. Pimp. So play that intro. Jesus. 
Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Hey, baby. What you need? Yeah. Um, uh, how much is this gonna cost me? How much you got? Whoa. Oh, yeah, baby. Come on in to the Nerd Blitz Pimp Spot. spot which i'm doing not you okay uh, <laughs> i got it are you sure yep uh real quick i just wanted to pimp three fuckers who've been pretty cool to us in the last uh year and a month i guess at this point oh okay i remember this i i didn't realize this was your pimp spot though i, I told thought, you it was i know i don't remember the pimp spot part i knew you said you were gonna do it but i didn't know it was gonna be in the actual pimp spot and I'm cutting all this, so shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Um. Pimp Spot is uh, three fuckers who've been cool to us. They've all got pods, so I'll just pimp their pods, basically. Um, Marshall, Dave, and... Holly? Huh? No, that's Marshall, Will, and Holly. Sorry. Yes. Actually, you know, I fucked up Marshall a couple times with that, because I've Why? called him Will and Holly. Oh. And he's like, huh? And it's like, Marshall, Will, and Holly on a routine expedition. And he's like, oh, Land of the Lost? And it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anywho. Or, or Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah. Yeah. If you want, If you want to get less obscure. I don't know. They... <clears throat> That's a tough call as to which more which is more obscure. Well, yeah, I guess that's probably true. More recent, I should say, I guess. That's true. More contemporary. Be Ooh, throwing out fancy words like contemporary. Uh-huh. Ooh, how droll, dear boy. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it's not as surprising as when I make a fancy word fall out my face hole. No, it's Probably because usually... I say words like face hole. Mm -hmm. So anyway... Pimp Spot, we're still doing that. Almost Pimp an hour spot? in, we're barely even into the show yet. Hmm. Um, yeah, um, three fuckers, they got pods. Uh, Marshall, Dave, and... Holly? No! <laughs> still not fucking Holly, you fucking fucker! <laughs> um, Matt, Ryan, and Steve? Dave has Cult of Dave pod. It's C-O-D underscore pod on Twitter. Follow him and check him out. He's been really good about uh, pimping camping trip. I mean, nobody listens to him when he's like, hey, go buy this. Nobody does it, but hey, at least he's doing it. And we do appreciate that, Dave. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Marshall, he's occasionally plays our ad still. Every once in a while. Yeah, also cool. Rarely. No. <laughs> His pod is uh, always bet on geek. And then um, the Mr. BS show, that's Matt, Ryan, and Steve. 
It's so weird for me to call him Steve because it's Midnight Smoke on Twitter. We gave him a shout out for um, when we played Hangman, which actually I was thinking the other day oh, we yeah. should play Hangman again. That was fun for me. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it might not be as fun this time because that 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 one was like lightning in a bottle, the way that that one happened. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not sure we could recreate the magic of that one, but well, I mean, it's sure. So, I sure, just want to play, play another game. Yeah, I like playing games on here. It's fun. Would you like to play a game? Hello, I want to play a game. Oh fuck those movies! <laughs> Why? I don't know. They're good if you like blood. Snuff films. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I take it you don't. You're, you're a fucking twisted, broken human being. <laughs> uh, you know, the last three three days or so, I've heard that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> People are like, dude, you've got a darkness. I thought you were going to say, you know, the last dude that said that to me. <laughs> the last dude who said that to me has got about six inches of dirt on him in my neighbor's backyard. Care to find out where? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, let's get back on track with Pimp Spot. I called it early on when we started doing this segment. Every time we do it, we're going to get off course. Yeah. <laughs> but the Mr. BS Show, it's um at the Mr. BS Show, at Potato Punches. I should have looked up his handle and written it down, but it's either 21 or 71, and then it's Midnight Smoke 1. Uh, they're always giving us shout-outs and shit. They've been real cool about us and in their most recent episode as of this recording it's episode i think 84 they gave they gave us a pretty cool shout out for hitting one year and then they gave you a special shout out for being able to put up with me for one year yeah for weathering the storm of your verbal abuse (laughs) now you know why i'm single yeah it's pretty clear (laughs) yes many mysteries have been unraveled in the last year the the more i get to know you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, is that why we haven't recorded in a month (laughs) 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 like i need a break for sanity's sake (laughs) (laughs) my therapist says it's not so good for me to hang out with you anymore My mommy says I'm not allowed to play with you. <laughs> uh, um, follow all of three of the. You don't have to fight. Fo- you don't have to follow Ryan, but fo- no. <laughs> That's God. Good. I hope he hears this. <laughs> um, <laughs> follow Dave at cod underscore pod. Um, Marshall is, well, you could probably just Google him. <laughs> That's a joke for like three people. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not one of those three, I guess. Nope. Um, uh, but you can follow Marshall at, uh, or his pod at always bet on geek. And then again, Mr. BS show is at the Mr. BS show. Follow all them and let them know we sent you. Okay? Okay. Okay. 
now we're going to get into our living lists that we talked about last week, and we're going to spin that off into something else. Yeah, the last last episode we did. Yeah, last episode. Living or dead. Week. Yeah, we did living or dead list of yeah. people we would want on a dinner for five type thing show yeah. or yeah setting. Yeah. So this time we're just doing all living. Yes. I want you to start off first. Okay. Are you taking bets on who my first person is? No, because I've I've got to know who the first person is to see what the theme of your list is. Oh. Because I knew you liked to theme your lists. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I themed them both. I figured. But my living or dead was music people. Mm-hmm. And then... Don't tell me the theme. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to okay, tell you. Okay, but my okay. Living, my living one's a different theme. Will I be able to tell by the first person? Mm. <laughs> you'll you'll think you know it. <laughs> what was that? Did you fucking hit the accelerator? I just heard... <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Um, Hit me with your best shot. Number one on my living list, George Lucas. Okay. I'll be honest with you. He was on my list, but he got bumped for somebody else. Really? Yep. How come? Um, Just because the somebody else is more important to me, personally. Oh, okay. I mean, do we really have to go in, into why you would want to talk to George Lucas? Uh. It should be pretty obvious. That's what I'm but, saying. It's uh, not like I don't want you to give a reason, but it's like, come on, fucking, we've spent a year talking about Star Wars. Yeah. I don't think we really need to be like, well, he did this low-budget movie once back in 1977. Yeah. I mean, besides my parents, probably, like, <laughs> person who changed the course of my life, probably. Well, I mean, your parents didn't change the course of your life. They gave you life. Yeah. Well, I mean, influenced my life, I guess. Okay, well, that's different than change the course. Okay. <laughs> Are there any more hairs you'd like to split? Uh, I'm just having fun being a little pedantic. I see. As I've said many times, I'm just trying to make myself laugh here, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, George Lucas, I mean, like I said, he was on my list, so I can't be like, what the fuck would you pick him for? <laughs> Speaking of George Lucas, did you hear that people are starting to compare uh, James Gunn to George Lucas? I saw I saw some article say that he was Marvel's George Lucas. Yeah, uh, he's the George Lucas of the MCU. I mean, I don't... Hang up, huh? fucking cocksucker! What? <laughs> oh, my brother keeps calling. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, that was not aimed at you at all. <laughs> well, I couldn't even tell what you said. It was just like an angry outburst, and I'm in the middle of talking, and I'm like, wait, what What did I say? That would have been funny as hell if you would have just went, boop! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Jesus Christ. Um, I forget what I was even saying. Uh, oh, the James Gunn thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that, and I was like, what? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... I don't know where they're getting that comparison from. No, because it's not like fucking... He he's been the architect of the MCU. Yeah, I know. He didn't like shit the MCU out. No, I mean, if you're gonna call anybody the George Lucas, I would call it John Favreau. Uh, yeah, yeah, or Kevin Feige or whoever. Yeah. Whoever's like the actual overseer of, but I mean, the George Lucas of the MCU is Stan Lee. Yeah. For sure. I mean, and George and George Lucas is the Stan Lee of sci-fi. Mm-hmm. See how that works? Yeah. 
I, they've they've both they've both given him credit, especially Steven Spielberg. Oh yeah, I I remember hearing Spielberg do it a lot. Yeah. I mean, I know George has too, but Spielberg I distinctly remember. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, George Lucas, my first guy. Yeah, I totally see that. I would shit if I had dinner with him. One on one or with four other people. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You'd be fucking, oh my god, you did a Star Wars one time and I made so happy. Mm -hmm. I love you, George Lucas. (laughs) Would you sign my poster? Would you sign my ass so I can get it tattooed? (laughs) I love you, George Lucas. Can you tell Melody you want to marry me? What do you mean restraining order? (laughs) (laughs) I like your new baby (laughs) That's creepy (laughs) Oh god that's fucked up (laughs) Uh, Yeah George I totally get Mm -hmm. Um, As we know three of mine Are the same as last time But uh, I'll save two of them for later and just say once again kev smith because i mean come on kev smith okay i could see that Mm -hmm. it's like george lucas you don't have to explain it it's fucking right self-evident we're doing a podcast right now number two for you stephen king huh now i'm trying to figure out what your theme is (laughs) it's kind of a broad theme yeah i'm wondering (laughs) if it's writers yeah, you'll you'll think that for one or two more entries. Or is it like Architects of Universes? Um, sort of. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's more like um, just creatives. Oh, well. Artists I mean, and creators. That's basically what both of mine have been in a way. But I mean like, like pop culture. Well, yeah. I didn't think you were going to throw in fucking Warhol. No. Even though he's dead. I know. But anyway... Why Stephen King? I want to. I just want to know your reasoning. I just think he's interesting to listen to. He's a. I mean, obviously a good storyteller, and I, I. I like listening to him talk. Like his, a lot of his books had an effect on me when I was younger. I haven't read really hardly any of his newer stuff, but you know, prime time was like fifteen to twenty one when I was real hardcore into Stephen King. Yeah, and. uh just a lot of his books, you know. They touched you in a special way. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> they did. Why don't you show us on the doll where Stephen King's books touched you? <laughs> <laughs> that trailer for It that, was, that came out Fuck, a few weeks I'm, ago. I forgot to watch that. Oh, you told and me, now you're throttled again? Yeah, you told me, when you get unthrottled, watch that. I was like, okay, remind me. No, I forgot. Yeah. But watching that trailer made me remember, like, how good that book was. And that made me think about all the books that I read of his around that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and how good all his work is. Some of his newer ones I I find to be, I mean, not, I don't know. something Something's different now than, than it was then. And I don't know if it's him or if it's me. I, but My guess would be it's you and not, like, because you've turned into an idiot. No. I think it's because at this point he's turned into such a figure that, and I'm not saying he's like bad because I've never read any of anything of his, but it's like he's turned into such an icon that it's like, in a way it's almost like M. Night Shyamalan. You go in knowing sort of how it's going to go. Like, you know, there's going to be a twist in an M. Night Shyamalan movie, you know? Yeah. You go into a King book knowing that 
certain elements are going to be there, I think. Mm, yeah. It seems almost like like a lot of his newer books have been less supernaturally and more That's possible too. More like more in the like misery type. Yeah. Um where it's just like crazy people and not necessarily like supernatural horror. Mhm. Type shit. More thrillery. Yeah, or psychological or or something, you know. Yeah. Um the last the last one I think I read um as far as modern king books was uh and I mean this at this point is like <laughs> you're going to laugh thinking that this is I'm thinking this is modern but Insomnia. The I think that was what it was called. Is that what the Pacino Robin Williams movie was based on? No, no. Oh, okay, I don't know. No. This one it was it was this one was pretty good though. It was um it was kind of the first one where I saw like a lot of crossover because he started he started doing like world crossovers like within his own universe, you know, like yeah. and not just like well, you know, these people live in the same town where this other event happened or something. It was like characters from other books. I, I don't know. It was it was like events in one book started like retroactively having an effect on a book that happened already. Yeah. Oh, I've heard that like all of his shit recently, he sort of started tying it all together in a big bad way. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you if you read the Dark Tower series, it didn't start out that way, yeah. but by the end, yeah, it was pretty fucking ballsy the way he did it. The final Dark Tower book, yeah, it's pretty fucking, like, it's epic brass ballness, I thought. I, I couldn't believe what I was reading when I read that book. Dark Tower and The Stand always have sounded, like, really fucking good to me. Yeah, The Stand was really good, too, but that's another one where, like, he's a victim of his live a live action, or his uh, live action, his his live adaptations, like his film and TV adaptations, he's a victim of those because they really, like, fucking neuter those books. Yeah, I, I've heard that a lot, too. Like, The the Stand is fucking garbage, that, that TV series, the miniseries. And I think, didn't they just redo The Stand again? Uh, I think they're some, putting some out other... a movie, aren't they? Is that what it is? I think so, yeah. But but that miniseries was fucking garbage. Like, the cast was shit. And it was just, it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel like the book to me at all, really. So so that's like kind of like colored my view of the book. Yeah. But if I went back and read the book, it would probably be, you know, way better than I remember it. Because I remember it being good, and then I remember it being like shitty because I watched the miniseries. And I'm like, well, this wasn't that fucking good. Uh, real quick, I just wanted to let you know. Insomnia came out in September of 1994. Holy shit. Well, I don't think I read it until, um, I want to say like... 99 or 2000? Jinkies. I only know that because I got this book at the dollar store, A Brief Guide to Stephen King, Contemporary Master of Suspense and Horror by Paul Simpson. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> but that was, a, that was a pretty good book, though. It was about a, 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 an old guy that uh, had just lost his wife. It looks, if I read then, it right, there was something about a retired detective. Was he a detective? I can't remember. That could, that could be. But he... Um, but he was like living by himself and uh he started not being able to sleep. Yeah. And then then he started seeing shit like he could see like people's life forces kind of uh like hyper their, reality their life. And everyone has a balloon aura. Right. Yeah, he could see their auras. 
But when it turns black, it, they're headed for death. Right. That's fucked up. Right. So he can right. So he can see when people are about to die, and then at some point he starts being able to see, like these these creatures that are following people, and then when their balloons turn black, they like have these giant scissors and they reach up and they cut the balloon from them, and that's when they die. Oh, nice. It was, it was really fucked up. Yeah, it was really fucked up sounding. He's got a thing for creepy balloons, doesn't he? I guess. <laughs> but yeah, it was really good, and it had references to other books yeah. and um, all kinds of shit. But I don't, I don't know. We kind of got off on a tangent here, but yeah. uh, back to the stand. If you want to wrap that up real quick. Uh, the stand. You were talking about the miniseries and then reading the book. Oh yeah, no, I was done. Oh, like, okay. you know, I, I, I was just my point was like his books. I think suffer like sometimes people forget i'm guilty of it too forget how good his writing is because his added the adaptations just don't live up to the book uh, i mean a lot of people talk about like shawshank being awesome which that is an awesome movie yeah but that was i mean that's not a typical yeah but i was gonna say i've never read the book and i don't know much about the book so i couldn't be like well i mean that's good and yeah i never read that one either that was a uh... oh is that the green mile no, I guess that I guess that was Green Mile I'm thinking of, but Green Mile's yeah, another one that I mean, people say is great too. That one they put out as a like a serial. Like there were like little short, like almost pamphlet sized books. Oh, okay. That they put they put out he put out like a chapter a week or some shit oh, when cool. that came out. Yeah, it was it was weird. It was like the first time I'd seen anything like that. Yeah. But I didn't um I I didn't buy it. It didn't look like something I'd be interested in, so I didn't even bother reading it. Yeah. And it turns out that I would be right. Did you ever see the movie of The Mist? And I say the movie like that because I think they're doing a uh, TV series of it. The Mist? Yeah. Um, mm -mm. Sam Witwer was in it. Um, Punisher. What's his fucking name? John Bernthal? No, the other Punisher. The... Thomas Jane? Yeah, him. Tom Jane. He was in it, too. And the chick who hmm. played Andrea and... Or no, not her. Carol. That might have been the other chick, too. There was a bunch of people who... A bunch of Darabont's regulars were in that, too. Okay. And that was a really fucking good movie. I don't know, again, how it compares to the story, but the fucking movie is amazing. Hmm. That's a Stephen King one? Yeah, The Mist. The Mist. It's hmm. fucked up and awesome. The movie, at least. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. So, yeah, Stephen King and George Lucas, right? Right. That's a pretty good table, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you one of my two new ones now i mean this one again for me i really don't think it needs much explanation given how much i've referenced it so far in this episode but mark hamill okay and yeah. again given how much i've referenced it it's got nothing to do with star wars it's all about the joker yeah he, I, I was gonna put him on my list but then um i took him off because then i was like oh, i've already got george lucas on here yeah, for me, I didn't want it. I didn't want it to just turn into a pan, a Star Wars panel. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I can get that. But yeah, for me, as much as I love Star Wars, Star Wars is like the least interesting thing about Mark to me. You know? Um, yeah. Because I can see that. Like his fucking specific animation knowledge, I would love to dig deep in that with him. Oh yeah. Um, and then fucking. Again, I would love to touch on Joker with him. Mm -hmm. And I've always <laughs> wondered, 
like if I ever met him and Kevin Conroy, I've always wondered if I would have the balls to whip out Joker at him, see what they thought. Mm, I don't know. You probably would. I, I would like to think I would, but then again, there's part of me that's like, well, I'm sure people do that type of shit to him all the time. I don't want to do that. Yeah, I'm sure they do. But, yeah. Because, honestly, I would love to know what Mark did on um, some of the old Scooby shows, because back before uh, Warner Brothers bought Hanna-Barbera, Hanna-Barbera didn't really, like, say who was who and what they did. Um, in the old animated shows, it wasn't like, and Mark Hamill as security guard number three, they would basically just put like fucking the cast for every episode for the season in the credits for every episode. Even if that person, yeah, yeah, even if that person wasn't in that episode, they would just put the cast for the season. You're saying he was in the Scooby-Doo, where are you? Not where are you, but I think. Uh, he did some of the new Scooby movies. Oh, really? I think so. Hmm. Well, that's cool. And or maybe it was the first uh, Scrappy season. But I know he did something like old Hanna-Barbera. Like hmm. early 80s old. Yeah. So it was, it was probably like they saw Star Wars and called him in or probably. something. I well, don't he, know. He had, done, he had done that one genie show, right? Oh, the... Animated genie show? Yeah. So he done he had done like And that was uh, Hanna Barbera, I think. Yeah, so he had he had done voice work before. Yeah, so So it may not have all been just Star Wars, but Yeah, I mean that's I didn't even think about that. I don't think about that show at all. <laughs> oh, me neither. Well, I, mean, I mean I remember it. When when he was talking about it on Fat Man on Batman, I was like, Holy shit, I remember that fucking show. Yeah. See I forgot I even talked about it there. With that fucking fat ass genie yeah. baboo or whatever the fuck. Yeah. I'm like, oh, dude, I fucking know that. <laughs> it's from the time when everybody had to fucking have a jabber jaw on their show. Oh, yes. Oh, Hanna-Barbera was so good about fucking putting clones of their shit and every, everything. Quote, good. Mm. <laughs> quote, quote, good at it. Yeah. Hold on, I'm readjusting my shit here okay. i had to i had to break down my studio when we had bernie's birthday a couple weeks ago yeah because we need because we needed the chair that i have my mic stand clip to mm-hmm. and didn't you say the clip is broke on it no i got a new one. Oh, okay a while ago yeah now i got i got i had to get a new one because that one was broke yeah but uh at least i remembered some detail but yeah they <laughs> uh, um but but i clipped it back to the chair and now now i can't get it readjusted right oh. <laughs> i had it perfectly the way i want it and then i had to move it <laughs> and now it's all fucked You're up like, this is so comfortable oh shit i gotta take it down mm-hmm. yeah but yeah mark hamill yeah i'd be down for that like i said fucking it wouldn't even be star wars i'm sure i would touch on it but it would just be like tell me about animation so yeah who's your next one stan lee Ah, oh, you bastard <laughs> I almost said him before you did. Yeah, Stan's on my list, too. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, my God. Again, that's another one that's like, you don't have to say anything more than Stanley. Yeah. It does, do, yeah, doesn't need a whole lot of explanation. Yeah. But I'd like to see a conversation between George Lucas and Stanley. Oh, my God, yes. I mean, that would be fucking and even And even Stephen King, the three people on my list right now, mm-hmm. 
I would love to see them have a conversation. Speaking of Stan Lee, did you ever see that? Because you know, because you know, fucking, because you know, Stephen King read fucking comic books too. Oh, he had to have, yeah. When he was a kid, ain't so no I'm way sure, you fucking I'm create sure. your own prose universe and be like comic books. Those are for retards and babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Yes. Yeah, so to listen to all three of them have a conversation. Mm-hmm. You'd be like fucking. I don't have to ask a goddamn question. Just talk. Right. Talk amongst yourselves. Um, but. Speaking of Stanley, because again he's on my list too. Do you have or have you seen that Stanley's Mutants, Monsters, and Marvels DVD he did with Kevin? No, it was it that was on Netflix for a long time, and I just I never got around to <sighs> watching it. Oh my god, seeing Stanley and Kevin Smith just sitting bullshit about Marvel, it's fucking wonderful. Yeah, was it was it good? I mean, I thought so. I thought it was fucking amazing. I'll have to look. I wonder if that's still on there. It might still be on Netflix. If it's not, you can borrow mine. Yeah. Because I do have the DVD. I know for a while, um, his there was a documentary of, of, let's see, I don't know, there was something, the Stan Lee story or some shit. It might have been that some documentary on him. Special. Um, Could be. But, uh, but yeah, I watched that. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Do you have his first autobiography? No. Oh. Well, that's good too. Is it? Yeah. I looked I looked at a I was looking for an autobiography of his or for him, you know. Yeah. And uh the only one I saw was like one that was like a comic book or some shit. Yeah, that's a recent one. It's a graphic novel autobiography. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I don't want that. I want to I would love book. that. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's I don't know. It it sounded almost kiddie or something, you know. I mean, yeah, it it does feel a bit like it, but or like um like in, like historical fiction almost like yeah. it, it's kind of like uh, embellished or of course some people would say he embellishes his own autobiography as it is, yeah. but um fuck those people. But like made to be a little more fantastical or something. Yeah, you know. Well, yeah. Once and you I, fucking, I just, want, I just want like a fucking straight up. He's got an autobiography called Excelsior, obviously. Okay. Um. Look for that. I can send you a picture of it and an ISBN or whatever you need to find it later. Okay. But that that's the one I read. It's really good. Yeah. No, I think I can remember Excelsior. Well, I, I know, <laughs> but, I mean, you type in Stanley Excelsior, you're going to get a lot of fucking hits. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I said I can send you an ISBN or a picture. I'd type it into Amazon, though, so that would probably... Narrow it down a bit, but I don't know. Yeah, I think he's an interesting dude. Mm, well, I mean, yeah, fucking, what, like 94 years old or something, and seeing all the shit he's touched and created and fuck all that just witnessed? Yeah. That's pretty fucking impressive. Yeah, and I'd like to get some, I'd like to get, like, real shit, real talk, not just... But like, do you ever finger blast a chick? Not that real. <laughs> I don't need to get that real. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, there it is. Excelsior, the amazing life of Stanley. Oh, you found it. Yep. I feels weird. We've both been talking or while the other one's been talking tonight, we've both turned around and did a little research. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but I I would want to get like not not just the character of Stanley, but I'd like to get his real shit, like real stories, like real talk, not not just uh oh, you know, everybody was fine, you know. Yeah, not oh, the fucking, he was a great come guy, here, or, true believer, yeah. I've got a story for you. Yeah, I'm like, tell me some real shit. 
drop all that. What happened with Kirby? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's my turn again since I stole one of yours? Yeah. Since we sort of both jointly talked about Stan, and I heard my voice going, eh, right there. Yeah. Since we jointly... Oh, boy. Okay, so here's one you aren't going to see coming. Uh-oh. So, hang on. We've got George Lucas, Stephen King, and Stan Lee, right? Right. Okay. Who's number four? Patrick Stewart. Yeah, because that doesn't really fit with the theme. No, it doesn't. I kind of um, ran out of ideas for my for my theme, so I just went with... Uh... Patrick Stewart. I don't know why I just sh- did Connery there. Yeah, I don't know either. Patrick Stewart! Bond, James <laughs> Bond. It's okay to smack a bitch when she gets lippy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, he sort of said that. He didn't just sort of say it. <laughs> he almost said that verbatim. I don't think he said bitch. Well, no. That's why I said he sort of said that. I mean, he did say, I think it's okay to smack a woman around when she gets lippy. A woman yeah. should know her place. Basically, that's what he said. But anywho, moving on. But yeah, Patrick Stewart, I think he's fucking interesting as fuck. Uh-huh, he is. Totally. One of the books on our book club list, I we talked about it a few weeks ago, X-Men, TNG, Planet X. Uh-huh. They talked about in that, and this was before Patrick Stewart was cast as Prof- Professor X. They made a joke in there about, ha, 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 it's funny. Picard looks just like Professor X. And then, like, two <laughs> years later, they cast uh, Stewart as Professor X, and it was like, that's genius. But, yeah. I mean, do you want to go into detail about why you'd like to talk to him or just leave it as fucking Picard and um, Professor X? No, I think he's, I mean, I think he's had, like, a kind of a, an interesting, I mean, he's got some shit to talk about. He had, like, a shitty life growing up. Yeah. Like, I think he had a real abusive dad. Oh, nice. So I think he's got, like, some real interesting stories tell to tell. Tell me about the time you had to pick your own Switch. Um, no, I, I think it was um, a few levels above that. Oh. Tell me about the time you got a pan through at your head. Yeah. Tell me about the time your dad beat the shit out of your mom in front of you. Yeah, there we go. No, I just think he, I, I find him to be very, uh, very interesting. Flamboyant, even. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, he is British. Right. Yeah. I So, who's next on your list? Well, uh, real quick about Patrick Stewart. One thing I would love to ask him about, he was on a uh, British talk show a few years ago, and it's one of the funniest fucking Patrick Stewart stories I've ever heard. And, like, he was talking about it and even making fun of how boring the story was. But he mm-hmm. was talking about how they um, ch- changed the costumes <laughs> On TNG, I think they went from spandex to wool. And it it okay. just sounds like, it's like, why the fuck are you telling this story? But he made it funny, and then he was t- make, poking fun at the story, being like, this is ridiculous that I'm telling this. I would want to talk about that, because that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, all of a sudden he starts talking, the dude asks him about um, them changing the costumes, and he goes into like this deep analysis about, how they had to change from spandex to wool because I think he said, like, it was causing compression on their spines and shit or something. Mm. I I mean, I know it sounds like a laugh riot, but he did make it funny. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. No, I, that's what I mean. He's he seems he's like kind of naturally funny, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A uh, good a good speaker. Yeah. Sort of like Kev, he can make mundane, stupid, boring ass shit somehow sound interesting. Right. If I had like 20 people, he would definitely be there. Mm-hmm. And I, that sounds like an insult, but I mean, it's not. It's just there's like a bunch of other people I'd like to talk to too. Um my fourth person is Again, somebody from last time, Frank Welker. Because, again, fucking the history of animation with that dude. Him and Mark Hamill together specifically because Frank, he's always talked about how his memory isn't super great. And, I mean, if you've done as much work as he has, I'm sure a lot of the jobs fucking just bleed together. Oh, I'm sure. Especially when a lot of the jobs that he does, he just comes in to do, like, an animal voice or just a quick... It's like, come in and go into our microphone and get the fuck out of here. We'll pay you, like, ten grand. Right. To, like, have him and Mark Hamill on the same panel, fucking, where he, his memory falters, have Mark swoop in and fill it out, I think that would be great. Because, fucking, titans of voiceover right there, both of them. Recap who your four are and then tell us the last one, sir. George Lucas. George Lucas. Stephen King. Stephen King. Stan Lee. Stan Lee! Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Greg Capullo. Okay. After the as big a stink as you made about having to be on theme last time, I'm really surprised. Well, I kind of ran out of... Steam halfway through? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Like, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't stay on theme necessarily. I couldn't think of anybody to stay on theme and then, like, not double up and have, like... You know, more Star Wars people on there or yeah. other shit like that, so. Yeah, but, uh. So, I mean, it's still kind of on theme because it's. All creators. Patrick Stewart's, was... yeah, Patrick Stewart's really the only one that's kind of off theme. Yeah, because, again, this isn't a slam at Patrick Stewart, but it's like, what did he originally create, you know? Mm, yeah, I, I mean, I think he's written stuff, but not, he's, he's not, um. I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he's an, he's a performer. He's yeah. an actor. Yeah, and as a fucking voice actor, I'm not being like, what a putz. <laughs> no, it's just a different... Yeah, it's... It's just a different skill. Different type of artistry, if you will. Right. Um. So, Capullo, that's the Batman guy? Artist? Yeah. Artist, yeah. Okay. And, I mean, I've heard him... I've met him a couple times, and I've heard him on podcasts, and he's just... He's just interesting. I think he would be an interesting person to have at the table. Yeah. My idea was kind of like this would be like a, a, not like a writer's workshop or a creator's workshop or whatever, but like, you know what I mean? Like a, like shop talk, like, um. I mean, basically like the music one where it's like, just tell stories about your craft. Right. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. And he's one of my, one of my more favorite artists i think mm-hmm. so i mean obviously kirby's dead jim aparo's dead a lot of the artisty type people i would have would be dead i mean you know aren't around anymore like uh uh oh, fuck what's his name uh what'd he do maybe i can help um god damn it why can't i think of it? he did all he did a lot of stuff he did um that doesn't help <laughs> like the like the first uh <laughs> the first issues of like uh the Wolverine oh. solo series in 88. Fuck, I don't know. John Buscema. Oh, 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 okay, yeah. 
like he's dead. Like there's so many good didn't, artists that I would uh, like to have at this table, but didn't Joe aren't Simon just anymore. die? I think that might be true. Yeah, I think it was just after one of the cat movies. You know, I would have picked somebody like a, a Neil Adams or something. You know who would be a great one... artist to have on a panel who's still alive? I mean, you would have to drag him oh, by the hair. Ditko? Exactly, Ditko. Yeah, yeah, that would never happen. But you could not have him and Stan in the same place. No. But, yeah. Plus, personality-wise, I don't know that he would be all that great of a... I don't know. Conversationalist? I, I've heard that he writes, like, really great letters if you write to him. Oh, really? Yeah, and sometimes he includes original art. Like, he'll raw... Oh, yeah? Scribble out a quick sketch of something for you. Hmm. But yeah, I've heard he's like a great letter writer. If he replies. Right. So I was just like, it would be cool to have somebody, not a writer, but like an artistic creator. Yeah, you really so. do have a good appreciation for artists. Mm, I mean, I, like, I think so. Drawing like I, artists. I, yeah. Because for the most I part... Know. I mean, it's all, it's all opinion. Yeah. It's all... You know, what I like might is not what other people like, obviously, because I think I I don't like Neil Adams. I don't see it like I don't get it. Yeah, it's fine, but it it really doesn't turn my crank much. To me, most art really does blend together. Yeah. I mean, my two favorite artists are like huge names, fucking Alex Ross and Bruce Timm. See, Alex Ross doesn't really turn my crank either that much. Oh, I love his shit. I mean, it does, but it, it like the first few pieces of his that i saw yeah was like oh my god this is fucking amazing but then like every piece that comes out it like looks exactly the same to me yeah but i mean to me it's like nobody else is doing that and even if there is somebody else doing it they're not doing that good yeah i mean definitely he's yeah he's one of those guys where i can see where people would appreciate it yeah or why they why people like it it's just it doesn't yeah it doesn't grab me the way it the way it grabs other people yeah I mean, I can get that, but him and Bruce Tim, it's just like, oh my god. Yeah. Because I mean, Bruce Tim, if excuse me, if you've ever seen his like comic art, it's deceptively simplistic, just like the animated series shit. Oh yeah, it's like uh, it's kind of like Tim Sale. Oh yes. Oh, he's so good. Yeah, I really like Tim Sale yeah. as well. And his his is very simple too. Do you have you read or do you have any of him in Loeb's uh, Marvel color books? Marvel color books. Yeah, like no. oh yeah 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 oh yeah yeah. yeah. I have uh, I have Spider Man Blue. I think <sighs> I've never read any of their Marvel work. It was okay. It was a little bit disappointing actually. I thought it was going to be more impactful than it actually was. Yeah. But I mean the covers are gorgeous though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always wanted to read those, but never have. But yeah, but it's it's um, the long Halloween is oh fucking masterpiece. Yeah, I mean there's there's nothing else needs to be said about that. Well, I actually I think there is because fucking people don't give that enough credit. It's always either fucking Killing Joke or Dark Knight. Yeah, which I've said it before. I think are both are overrated. I like both are overrated, and I think Long Halloween is far underrated. It it totally is. Of the three, that is the most Batman of 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 those. Like, if you put all three of those on a table and said, pick the one that's the most Batman, to me, it's that one. I would agree to that with the two, I think, two caveats. The one being I haven't read Dark Knight, so I couldn't tell you. 
And the other caveat being, even though it's Batman the Killing Joke, Killing Joke's not about Batman. That's true, I guess. I mean, it was never intended to be about Batman. So I, I have wondered often why they even called it Batman, you know? Mm. Yeah. Because even at that point, there were villains and shit carrying books, hmm. you know? I don't know. Interesting. But, I, never, I never thought about that. Yeah. And that is the best of those three big Batman stories they did, Dark Victory, Haunted Night, and Long Halloween. That's the mm-hmm. best of them, but all three together, it's magnificent. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Greg Capullo. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've talked about him before. Mm-hmm. Like, He's one of those... His his art is kind of almost feels throwback to me. Yeah, I mean it's not really because it's much more detailed than like throwback like retro art would be. Yeah, but uh, it's not it's not so so busy and I don't know I, I can't ex- I can't explain exactly. I would what it, it is about a lot of modern art modern artists, but the way that their styles they don't it's too. I, I think busy I, I is the perfect is. word for it. Is it busy? Okay. Yeah, it's what you said, and I think it, it works, because they try to jam too much bullshit into a shot. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I mean, and I would give him... I would I give him fucking credit, too, for two reasons. One, he still hand draws. He doesn't draw digitally, as far as I know. No, he still hand draws. That, yep. to me, is fucking great because you get a warmth from hand drawn that you don't get from digital Mm -hmm. and then the other thing is like he does he can do or he does do the hyper realistic shit that people do now Mm -hmm. but again it's hand drawn so it just feels better like i mean joe caseta is a great fucking artist but because he does it digitally it just feels too slick and uh detached yeah kind of sterile yeah and like i said he does magnificent beautiful work but it just it's off it's got that slick detached as you said sterile feel to it and i haven't seen much of capullo's work but what i've seen feels homey and not like yo 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 i mean (laughs) (laughs) and another thing i would give him he designed that current Batman costume, right? Like the big bat with the yellow outline? Mm-hmm. Fucking give it up to him because he actually did something in the past few years that I've actually liked. Yeah. And that's <laughs> that's a feat because you know how critical I've been of both Marvel and DC with their fucking tinkering. Yeah. Because I'm still pissy about that fucking neon bullshit on Spider-Man's costume. Neon bullshit. Yeah. I don't think... I, yeah, now that... I mentioned, I don't think we've talked about it at all. His chest insignia has got this neon glow to it now. Neon black? <laughs> no. <clears throat> no. It's like a neon green. <laughs> so it's black with a green glow around it? Yeah. Like a bluish green glow coming off of the spider. Well, that's fucking weird. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's a What's the explanation? explanation for that? I was just going to say, yeah. I don't know if there's an explanation for it because I haven't read it. But uh, that one issue of Spider-Man that you got and you gave to me because you're like, this fucking bullshit, try this. And I was like, (laughs) I mean, it's all right, but I prefer Iron Spidey when he's, you know, wearing the costume and not being Tony Stark. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he had it in that, too. So I guess that just went right over your head because you were just like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, 
No, I was, yeah. I, I didn't even finish that book. Yeah, you told me. Capullo actually did something that I was like, holy shit, that is such a great idea. Yeah. I think is that that's one of the things you said about other artists is like they try to cram too much shit into the shot. Mm-hmm. And I think that is like one of his strengths is the way he positions people and the way he sets the scene or, he, you know, the way he frames a scene. Yeah. I think he I think he does really well at that. Again, I haven't read anything that he's done, but I've seen like people post covers or pictures of panels. And yeah, mm-hmm. his shit looks pretty fucking good. Mm-hmm. I would like to read or look at more of his work before I would talk to him. But yeah, I could see why you would want to talk to him. Yeah. Did you have you listened to the those episodes of Fat Man that he was on? Oh yeah, with Snyder. Oh okay. Yeah yeah yeah. Way back. Yeah. So you know, I mean, he's he's had like a, a interesting life too. Oh yeah, like fucking it has lots of stories. Oh yeah. And his dance with Spawn was pretty interesting too. His what? His dance with Spawn when he was drawn Spawn. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's... You said dance, and I was like, when did he dance with Spawn? What are you talking about? <laughs> You're being really fucking literal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's weird, because like, I remember him from back in the day, and I remember not liking him <laughs> back when he was drawing Spawn, yeah. but that's because I didn't really like Spawn. Yeah. I was never a Spawn guy. I just remember always hearing about how fucking good... And fucked up the movie was. I saw it like once and I was like, oh, okay, moving on. Yeah, I never heard that the movie was good. <laughs> oh, I did. I always heard that the book was good and totally different than what was going on in comics at the time. Uh-huh. And that's why everybody was so into it. Yeah. But it just wasn't my deal. I heard the cartoon was good too. Yeah, but yeah, it was, just wasn't my thing. And so he was like always in the wizard artist column. Or artist uh, rankings or whatever. Yeah, so he was I always... probably saw him too and was like, oh, yeah, 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 moving on. Yeah, he looked totally different. Well, not totally, but he looked a lot different because he was, obviously, he was younger. He had hair. He shaves his head now, so. Yeah. Um, but he had longish, mullety hair then and a uh, like... mustache. And um, it looked quite douchey, actually. <laughs> 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 but, uh yeah, I was just never into Spawn, and, and he was always ranked above artists and stuff that did the books that I read that, that I, I liked. I was going to say, artists that at, you, at the time you called good artists. Right, and I'm like, man, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> fuck this guy and this fucking Spawn shit. His fucking douchey hair. Everybody's on the Spawn bandwagon. Fuck all this shit. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. So that's your your list, right? Yep. Well, I mean, if you've paid attention to last episode, you know who's final on my list, but we're going to use that to spin into our next topic. My last person is Taker, as you all know. And last time I was like, but fucking come on, we all know Undertaker. Why would I want to talk to him? Well, at this point, I've got a new reason why I would want to talk to him. Yeah. Which I should say going in that I know he wouldn't have a problem with it because I, well, maybe because there's some conflict there. Um, since the last time we talked, fucking WrestleMania 33 happened and my heart broke. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. As Taker seemingly retired, people are like, well, is he though? And it's like, I think he pretty much made it clear. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's, I don't think he's the kind of guy that would do that and then come back from that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
it seems like too much of a ceremonial thing to be like in fucking next week on Raw, The Undertaker's back. Right. And besides, the motherfucker just had a hip replacement, if I remember right. So I, I'm pretty sure he's fucking done. But I'll mention the conflict real quick. Apparently, there was a bit of heat between him and Vince because uh, for the last couple years, Takers wanted to face Cena at Mania. Oh, really? Yeah, and apparently he wanted his final match to be against Cena. Mm. Um, I think he was supposed to face Cena last year, but Cena was hurt. Okay. So he had that bullshit with Shane, which I'll get back to that. And then the rumors I've heard is that he was supposed to face Cena this year, or he wanted to face Cena this year, and Vince told him, nah, you don't need to do that. We need you to help us build up this guy. Which, oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Wow. Which, I mean, I can understand that, because Roman is basically despised by most of the people who watch. But Vince is still trying to push him. Hmm. But yeah, apparently Vince told him, no, we're going to have you face Roman. And Taker, the fucking dutiful soldier, was like, all right, boss, let's do this. So that's why that happened. Oh. Which... Did you ever watch the full match? Not all the way through. I, I skipped through it. Yeah, that's what you said. Yeah. It, it was not a good match. Yeah, that's what you said. Like, the parts I saw, it seemed fine. I mean, I, but but yeah, you said he dropped him a couple times. Yeah, it, it was sort of... In a way, it seemed like they were trying to make it seem like, you know, Roman was trying to put down the old... Old man just put him out of his misery in a way. Yeah. Because, and this goes back to what I think I teased earlier when I said the last few years, since WrestleMania 30, basically, Taker has not, the character hasn't been treated all that well, I don't think. Mm -hmm. Because, I think I said this a few episodes ago when we sort of talked about this, I felt that once he lost the streak, he should have been done. They had made a big deal a couple times that, you know, about him saying, when I lose the streak, that's when I disappear. Well, he lost the fucking streak and kept going. And if he, mm. if he had quit at 30, again, I would have been fucking heartbroken about it, but, you know, at least he went out semi-decently. His um, match with Bray Wyatt, I didn't see any of that, but I heard it was good, and people complained that he came in after losing to Lesnar and squashed Bray and killed all of his momentum. And then, like I said, last year with Shane, that made no sense whatsoever because he just, they made a big deal about Shane fucking, he's going to take over the company or he's going to be in charge or something like that. I, Jesus I don't Christ, he's been, take, he's been taking over the company for 20 fucking years. Shane? Yeah. No, he that left was... for like 10 years. He left? Mm-hmm. I think he was oh. working for some golf company or an MMA company or something. Oh, I didn't know. I thought he'd been with them the whole time. Mm-mm. It's Stephanie and Triple H have been taking over for 20 years. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, dude, he was like, he was doing this same shit in like 2000. Yeah. Well, that was uh, mixed in with the WCW shit, and that made more sense then. Mm. Because that whole storyline was that Shane kind of fucked Vince over and bought WCW out from under Vince when Vince thought he had sent Shane to seal the deal for him, and Shane kind of just 
snuck in and was like, fuck dad, I'm buying this shit. And we're going to take him on. Oh, oh yeah, I kind of remember that. Now. So that made sense. But this was like, Shane's back. The prodigal son has returned. And the the whole story of the match, I think, was that if Shane won, he got control of Raw. Mm-hmm. And then he lost. They didn't really mention Taker anymore. And then all of a sudden, he's in charge of SmackDown. And it's like, so what was the fucking point of this match? If you're just going to give him control anyway. Well, but he didn't get control of Raw. Exactly. <laughs> he, just, like, he just gave, he uh, got control of the other show. Yeah, it makes Taker look so fucking weak and useless. You know? A dude yeah. who they've spent 25 years building up as this fucking huge supernatural monster. And then we come to this year where, again, it I'm like 99% sure it's Taker's last match. And they didn't sort of make much of a big deal about it. Which feels wrong to me. Yeah. Because, I mean, a dude gives you 27 years. It, it's sort of like the fucking stories you hear all the time of a dude who's like, I worked in that fucking factory for 30 years. They fucking replaced me with a robot, gave me a gold watch, and told me fucking, thanks, get out. It, it's sort of how it feels to me. Hmm. Which does I not... S- I mean, I guess, I guess that's part of the problem with a business where nobody's being completely truthful as, as their, as their mode of operation, mm-hmm. you know, to, to the public. Yeah. So like, it's kind of like there's the real business and then there's the fake business that you see on TV. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So it's like, is Vince that much of a dick or is there like real business shit going on in the background that you don't know about? Whose decision was it to not promote this as his last fight? Did Undertaker say, no, don't make a big deal out of it. Let's just. Which I could totally see him doing. Yeah. I mean, that seems like his move would be like, nah, nah, we're not going to don't don't hype this up as anything and, and just let me walk out at the end. But see, at the same time, knowing how much of a company man taker is, I think there was money left on the table by not billing it as potentially his last match. Mm, yeah, I gotta see what you're saying. But another little fucking twist to it, though, is they made sort of hints in the buildup that it could be his last match because one week on Raw, Roman made a reference to retiring him like Taker did to Sean because there was a... For some reason, Sean was out there talking to Roman. I don't know. I didn't watch it. But Roman told him something like, uh, he retired you, now I'm going to retire him. And that was basically it as far as it's going to be his last match. It's not like it was, you know, pushed or anything. They just made that one mention of it, and that was it. So again, it's kind of fucking confusing, and I can understand why people are like, well, maybe he'll be back next year. But at the same time, like we said, after that whole ceremony at the end, it's like, come on, he's not coming back. No. And I think I sent you that article where they said um, him taking off the hat, coat, and gloves was symbolic of them retiring the Undertaker character. Didn't I send that to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which... Again, I could see making sense because that 
for him, like the last 25 years, there was like a five or six year gap in the middle of it where like he sort of opened up and he did interviews and he was on Jimmy Kimmel and that type mm-hmm. of shit. But basically, yeah, when he wasn't the Undertaker, he was just well. He they still called him Undertaker, but he wasn't the Dead Man, the Phenom Undertaker. He was the American Badass. Right, right. So he had right, that... which was a weird. I wasn't in love with that period. That was like right when I was big into it when we were doing the Fed thing. Yeah, and it was like, what the fuck is this shit? And he comes riding in on a motorcycle every time, and yeah, I was like, oh, what? I do prefer the Dead Man version of the gimmick but i didn't really i didn't hate that because when he was american badass he really let out a lot of brutality yeah yeah he not in like the twisted shit he would do as the dead man but he was a lot more physical with like really leaning into the boxer sort of street fighter element of it yeah so that I dug because it gave him more of a physical brutality instead of like the instead of like a Frankenstein fighter. Yeah, and when he came back in two thousand four at twenty as you know with the Dead Man gimmick, it was sort of like a perfect blend of both gimmicks because you still had the fucking brutal, destructively physically violent aspect to it, but you also had the fucking lightning shit. Yeah. I think it was a judgment day of, I want to say 2006. Or, no, maybe it was Armageddon. He had a match with Kennedy and Kane had a match with MVP. And those were like two really brutal matches. And I remember him fucking wrapping a chair around Kennedy's head. Damn. Like at the time when they really started pushing that concussion shit. Mm-hmm. Which I don't mean that to be dismissive. Is like, fucking, you gotta ruin all the fun, don't you? But, yeah, I remember him fucking wrapping a chair around Kennedy's head. And then I, if I remember right, like, he ripped off one of his gloves and just started punching him in the fucking head. And, mm. like, his hand was covered in blood, I think. Damn. So, yeah, it was a perfect mix of, like, the early 90s zombie dude and then just, like brawling street fighter shit so yeah i didn't really mind the american badass era and then that last song he had for his entrance music all oh, that was fucking great which one was that it started with him saying dead man walking and then you've done it now gone and made a big mistake i don't know if you remember that because that was like 2003 ish oh no i don't mm-mm. yeah i don't remember that yeah, it was it sounds like that was like after your time because didn't you stop? Yeah, that playing? was after my time. Yeah. yeah, that's a good song. If you ever get a chance, check it out on YouTube. Okay. But yeah, back to what I was saying. He had basically for like twenty seven years. He didn't go out in public because he wanted to protect the fucking gimmick. He didn't want to fucking be a zombie on TV and then have people fucking catch him out getting a burger. Because he was, he was real old school about it. You protect the business, you protect your gimmick. If you're a heel going after the title, you don't get caught in a bar having beers with the champion. Right. So, after, like I said, 20 years of just protecting that gimmick like a fucking baby. And, like, changing your life, how you would normally live your life to help protect that and make the company more money and 
help protect that suspension of disbelief. It feels really fucking weird to just let it go like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, that article said that he'll never put that costume on again Mm -hmm. like he'll never do that again not even not even for the when he goes into the hall of fame which i think is kind of fucked up yeah like i would have thought for that at least he could do it you know which speaking of the hall of fame when uh paul bearer bill moody died they inducted him into the hall of fame the year the hall of fame ceremony after he died the first one after Mm-hmm. Taker fucking came out full regalia, and I think that's like one of the only times he was ever seen on the Hall of Fame broadcast, because he was there every year, but to help protect the gimmick, he stayed backstage, so you didn't see him fucking hair slicked back in a suit, fucking ha ha ha, yeah, this is awesome, yeah, I'm having a good time, and then the next night on at Mania, he's fucking dressed right. in peak, all that shit. So even at a company event, he was still protecting the fucking gimmick, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, that's one aspect of it, of, you know, making him look weak, in my opinion. I sent you a couple videos, right, of the other part that I told you, like, I was sad about it. I really was. And then I just, the longer it went on, I was getting more and more pissed. I don't know. Did you? Did I, I can't remember now. Uh, I might not have sent you a video. I think I sent you a GIF, though. I don't think it was okay. the night after. Oh. It was the week after, I think, on Raw. Mm-hmm. Roman was doing an interview on Raw about it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, this dude comes in and just fucking destroys him. This big, tall dude named Braun Strowman or some bullshit. Fucking. Oh, yeah, I remember now. Yeah. Fucking lays waste to him, throws Roman around like a doll, beats the shit out of him, straps him to a, a gurney, throws him off of. Um... Oh, throws him off the loading dock or yeah. something? Puts him in a yeah. fucking ambulance. He, or he's in an ambulance, and then the fucking dude tips the ambulance. And it's just like, are, are you fucking stupid? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you just squashed the guy that squashed the Undertaker? Yeah, exactly. Well, he didn't squash him, but well, you know what I mean. Ended his career. Right. And yeah, I mean, I know it probably sounds petty to the people that are like, wrestling's fucking stupid. But, I mean, it's no more stupid than somebody getting upset about their favorite TV show, you know? Yeah. People fucking crying and shit when Ooh la la died on Ooh la la. Spoilers. It was like two years ago, dude. Yeah. And I mean, true. talking about spoilers, the fucking next night on all the talk shows, everybody was saying Ooh la la died. I was like, I I don't even watch fucking Ooh la la. And now I know. But anyway, I know it sound it probably sounds stupid to a lot of people that aren't into wrestling, but it's just fucking mind-boggling to me you know yeah it doesn't make a whole lot of sense even to me it doesn't make a lot of sense because mm-hmm. again like i said they've put fucking a quarter of a century into building and crafting this gimmick this character this icon this legend and then i like the last fucking four years in a month they've just shit all over <laughs> and i mean don't get me wrong i loved the fucking scooby-doo movie but yeah. then you've got fucking Undertaker in a Scooby-Doo movie talking about, I like puppets, you know? Yeah. He's a fucking penguin yeah. and surfs up too. He's a what? Yeah. You didn't know about that one, huh? No. WWE co-produced Surfs Up 2, the surfing penguin movie. Okay. I'm breaking your fucking brain now, aren't I? Yeah. Yeah, well, the wrestlers he did... in Surfs Up 2, the wrestlers are 
world-renowned surfing icons and takers a fucking surfing penguin and surfs up too. What? Okay. Yep. So he does the voice of a penguin? Yeah. He does the voice of a penguin that is the Undertaker. A penguin in a trench coat and fucking hat. Mm. A penguin with long brown hair and a goddamn goatee. Okay. Yes. You see what I'm saying, dude? Yeah. I think maybe he should have went out and got a couple burgers. <laughs> Not wasted his fucking 27 years yeah. protecting the gimmick. And then he's like, what the fuck is this? I got to be a penguin? I mean, the excuse could be made that he wanted to do something his kids could watch, you know? Yeah. But if you want to do that, you should have fucking retired after Mania 30. Yeah. <sighs> it's just been bugging me for like four years, and we've touched on it before, but 33 was just fucking <sighs> insane, you know? And, like, it's been a fucking crazy couple weeks for me because... Like I said, for a while I was really sad about it because I never wanted to see him go, you know? Yeah. And then when I was okay with him going, he kept coming back. So it's like, okay, so he's he's going to be an attraction. And then we even post, I even put up a post on our site about it. They made a big deal back at the tail end of last year. He's back and he's going to fucking destroy some shit. And it's like, awesome. So we're going to get one last good run. I figured it would be like a year run leading up to 34. Mm -hmm. And Well, that's what I would have thought. Was they would have let him fucking destroy Roman Reigns, and then he could retire like that. Well, I never saw that as a possibility for him, because, again, I know how he is about the business, and the tradition in wrestling has always been that you go out on your back. You lose your final match. Whether it's your final match in that company or your final match ever, mm. you go out on your back. Okay. So I knew his last match, he was going to lose it. Which, again, is why I, I thought the Brock match should have been his last match. Yeah, probably should have been. That makes the most sense. Yes. Even though I thought that was pretty wasted, too. Yeah, that sounded like a wasted match, too. But Because once you beat Taker at Mania after they built up that fucking WrestleMania streak, that's fucking it. That's your fucking feather in your cap. You... Dying on that fucking shit for the rest of your life. And it didn't seem like they really mentioned it or made it a big deal much. I mean, occasionally it'd be like, he's the one who ended the streak. But to me, it's like every time you come out, it's like the motherfucker that killed the Undertaker streak right here. Yeah, they probably would have done that had, they, had he not been such a dickhead. Brock? Lesnar. Yeah. You know? I mean... I mean, I mean, if it would have been somebody, I don't know, because didn't he jump ship like real soon after that? No, he's still around. He never left? No, he's he's still... I, I, actually, I think he's got the title right now. Because hmm. he won it off of Goldberg. No, it, um, didn't fucking uh, Randy Orton win it? Well, that's two different titles. Oh, it was a different title? Yeah. Or okay. maybe I'm... I got it confused. I don't know. I didn't really pay much attention to anything besides Taker's match. <laughs> oh. The only reason I had thought of it was because getting back to Ghetto Con 2, Randy Orton was there, and that's... That's why I knew it, or why I, why it was on my radar, was because I knew he was going to be there, and then I heard he won the championship, and I was like, oh shit, it's going to be really fucking crowded now. Mm -hmm. Or even more so, because now he's the fucking champion. Yeah. Champion mixed with his hometown. Yeah. Which, yeah, I think he's he's got the SmackDown main title, and I think Lesnar has the Raw main title. Mm. But I don't think they tout Lesnar as the fucking streak beater all the time. Streak beater. Yeah. Sounds dirty, doesn't it? <laughs> the title, title is the meat beater. 
Uh, I think they're possibly teasing a feud between Roman and Lesnar because of Taker, but I don't know. It just seems weird. Hmm. But yeah, I went through a long period of just like sadness because it seems like he's done. But then that shit with Roman getting flipped in an ambulance, which that sounds like a fucking cartoon. That's like some 80s crazy. Yeah, well, I watched that video and I'm like, Oh come on! Are you supposed? Am I am I supposed to believe this guy's actually flipping a fucking fully functioning ambulance mm-hmm. right now? Because if I remember right, I think somebody tweeted like a fully stocked operational ambulance is like twenty thousand pounds or something. Oh yeah, somebody actually did the math. Yeah, I was just looking at it. I was just looking at it, thinking there's no fucking way this guy is turning over a, a car like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe if it was like a. Fiat or a Mini Cooper, it'd be like, oh, wow, he did that? That's amazing. <laughs> but Well, yeah, I mean, a smaller car you probably could do, but yeah, that's... there's no way you're going to flip a fucking ambulance with the engine in it and everything. Mm-hmm. That's my joke. Like a Mini Cooper or a Fiat, it'd be like, wow, that's impressive. But right. I mean, it would take at least three people to flip an ambulance. Mm-hmm. And again, I said at least. Yeah. But anyway. Well even well even when you see people rioting and flipping cars and shit, it's not like two guys. Oh yeah, it's like and they don't ten just... on each side rocking. Yeah, rocking it back and forth. They don't just deadlift mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Although a lot of times it's like small cars and shit that they're flipping. It's not impossible to deadlift one of those. Don't get me wrong, you've gotta be strong as fuck. But it's not impossible. That's why I said if it was a Mini Cooper or a Fiat or something, I could see it, but not a fucking ambulance. Yeah, the ambulance looked way fucking fake. Mm-hmm. Like, But I went through a period of like sadness and a bit of depression about it, and then the shit, that shit, it was just like, you gotta be fucking shitting me, right? <laughs> a lot of growling the last few weeks. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. But like you had said, um, one upside to it is you know, when he's not in that character, he's yeah. a lot more open and stuff. Yeah, so, I didn't even touch on that. Yeah, so now maybe you, he'll write an autobiography or tell some of the stories that he would never tell before. Yeah, the main thing for me, and it's like, holy fuck, I wish, I, I hope I could get it, is now I can see WWE doing a fucking documentary on him like they, they've done about so many other people where they, like, fucking trace yeah. him from childhood until now. Yeah. Like, just a fucking two-hour documentary being like, this is Mark Calloway. You know Undertaker. Yeah. This be, is Mark Calloway. That'd be pretty fascinating. Mm-hmm. Because, if I remember right, his entire career, from, like, his first match until now, it's been, like, over 35 years, I think. Mm-hmm. Because I think he's 53 now, and his first match when he was 19, and his first manager in that first match i think was paul Heyman. really yeah from what i hear they're like amazingly good friends Hmm. which is sort of why um he had back to back the matches with uh cm punk and lesnar because Heyman was managing both of them guys Yeah. yeah and it was easier it was easier for them to work together and get shit done gotcha that would be I'm glad you mentioned that. That would be fucking a, so great to me. Fucking do a documentary on him and Yeah, that'd be that'd be fascinating. Yeah, go behind the trench coat and then Yeah, cuz there's so much that you don't know. Oh, totally. You know, so you know, it's not like And even if you don't like it super personal, you fucking trace his history through the territory system as it was dying. Yeah. That would be amazing. 
And then to see how he went to WCW and they fucked him over and told him, like, you're never going to be anything, kids. You might as well get out of the business. Yeah. Which, yeah, somebody at WCW, I don't remember who it was, but somebody at WCW told him he needed to get out of the business because he would never be anything. Damn. I didn't even realize WCW was around then. What, back in the 80s? Yeah. Yeah, I I think they had a... It wasn't Nitro at the time, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think WCW was around till like, right around when Nitro started. No, they had a little bit of... A little bit of a tale before that, yeah. Yeah. Because they were heavily part of the NWA at the time. Oh, right, that's right, because that's... Okay, so yeah, so that's why Ric Flair and mm-hmm. Sting and all those guys were... Big there. Yeah, okay. And that's... Partially why, I th- I think that's partially why Sting, when WCW collapsed after he took a few years off, I think that's why he went to TNA, because from what I remember, they were part of NWA, which is still sort of functioning, though it's not what it used to be, clearly, mm-hmm. because, again, the territories are dead. Fuck, I didn't know NWA was still I around. I think it is, and I think that's why he went to TNA instead of sticking around and wwf slash e yeah but yeah um yeah taker i would love to see a book from him because i think i told you this too paul bearer was working on a book before he died oh right because he talked about it on twitter and i was i replied to him like oh shit really or something and he was like i think he because i saw on twitter he got a lot of shit from assholes and he sort of got a little snippy and he was like, didn't you read what I just said? Or something like that. And I was like, okay, dude, I'll back off. But, I mean, I'd still love to read your mm. book. But, yeah, people right. always gave that dude shit about all kinds of stuff. I don't know why. So, hmm. it was understandable, you know, him having a hair trigger. Yeah. But yeah. So, that book, fucking dead in the water. So, and I, I thought for a long time that would be the only way we would get a peek at Taker's career. Because he posted some stories on his website about Taker pretty interesting like road stories and shit that are interesting and fun but yeah that's the that's the only upside i can see is the peek behind the curtain and he can finally tell all those stories that he's been sitting on for 15 years yeah and and knowing that he can finally like just rest and not fucking destroy his body anymore yeah that is another aspect to it it's to like, where he will end up in I a wheelchair being selfish but yeah i He's going to have a tough road ahead because he's been on crutches a few times in the past few years because, like, he's just fucked his body up. Mm-hmm. And people have complained the last few manias because he hasn't done that fucking suicide dive over the top rope. Yeah. Did you ever see any footage of him doing that? What, from inside the ring to outside the ring? Over the top yeah, rope? Yeah, he would fucking, yeah, run, hit the back rope, run, and dive over the top rope. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that. I've seen him. I've seen him when he used to do the uh, walk along the top rope, which I think was pretty much still in his arsenal up until the last two years. Yeah, because again, his hips. Yeah, that was always which that was always impressive for a near seven footer. Oh goddamn, that That was fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna see if I can find or you see if you can find either WrestleMania uh, 23 or 25, his match against Batista or his match against Sean, his first match against Sean. Yeah. The one at 25, that definitely shortened his career because he fucking landed on his head because the dude who was supposed to catch him, which was Jimmy Snuka's son, mm-hmm. didn't really catch him all that way, all that well, so he kind of spiked himself. Ooh. Yes. 
And when you see the slow-mo replay of it and see the way his fucking neck snaps, Eesh. it's like, oh, good God. Because after that one, he took a long break, too. Really? Because it was not good. He had to have been concussed at least. Oh, no doubt. If you land on your head like that on the concrete. Mm-hmm. Well, he basically, yeah. I mean, they've got padding. Oh, yeah, that padding's on, a fucking, joke. It is, I know. That padding's not going to help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. It's gonna help. It's gonna help if you're walking along and you trip. Maybe you don't bruise your <laughs> knee. You don't skin your knee. But when you dive head first out of the fucking ring, <laughs> it's really not. Doesn't help much. I realize how stupid that sounded. Because I mean, I've been on wrestling mats before, and they're first of all they're not very soft, <laughs> and second of all, yeah, they're not very thick. I think in the last few years they have thickened theirs up a little bit. Oh, really? Just a tiny bit, I think. Yeah, but they're not like fucking air mattresses. No, 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 no. But they've really, it looks like they've really tried to pad the outside of the ring area. Yeah, 23 or 25. Try to find those and watch him do that, and it's just like, how does he do it? Mm-hmm. Because them ropes aren't fucking short. Mm-hmm. No. It, it's like four or five foot of rope. So, again, a seven-footer diving over that. Mm-hmm. And he got some fucking distance off that dive. But, anyway, I've rambled about this long enough. I'm sure nobody's interested in all that. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you feel better. Yeah, a little bit. I guess that's really all that matters, right? I got it off my chest. <sighs> so, yeah, let's fuck some shit and get out of here, son. Okay. Fuck. This. Shit. <laughs> YouTube, and not just, like, the company, which I've got a big problem with them. Because you sparked this one earlier. I did? Yeah, when you told me about it and what you said was, how the fuck do people make money off of that? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. It's YouTube, the people who post on YouTube, and the people who fucking watch on YouTube. First, let's go with the company, because apparently they've made policy changes lately. You can't monetize your channel or videos anymore until... You reach either a thousand or ten thousand subscribers. Oh no shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Which it's just like, how the fuck are you supposed to get ten thousand subscribers? My channel's been going for four years this May, May twenty seventh. Yeah. I've got eighty six. I haven't posted on it in the last year, granted, but still I put in hundreds of hours of work on those videos. Not one of them except for what's your emergency has more than like 550 views, I don't think. And I've got 86 subscribers. That's it. Mm-hmm. So how the fuck am I supposed to get the other 900 and 9,000 and whatever? Either 900 or 9,000. How am I supposed to get those other ones? How the fuck am I supposed to do that if I was able to monetize my channel? How the fuck am I supposed to do that and fucking make anything off of it? Okay, that's one aspect of it. The people who post on it, just because... They really need to crack down because there's a lot of fucking cocksuckers posting comments and shit on YouTube. Well, yeah. You know? I mean, it's that's an infamous I know it troll is. And, breeding I mean, ground. They really need to fucking crack down on that shit. Because if you see some of those fucking comments on there, it's just like, you turn into me, it's just like, I have no hope for humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we are done. And then the other thing is... The people who watch. Well, that was... I mixed that up. I said the people who post. I meant the people who watch. But this one's the people who post and the people who watch. 
You're gonna fucking tell me it's more interesting to watch some idiot and their fucking stupid bastard kids with rows of fucking teeth just walk around their house all day doing goofy shit that you're gonna fucking... 10,000 people are gonna subscribe to them and you're gonna watch those fucking assholes daily and give them thousands of views per day but you're not gonna watch somebody who's and i'm not even talking about me because my shit i know my shit's fucking limited you know it's just fucking basic simple bad pictures with me fucking doing wacky voices over it so it's not even talking about me but you've got people who'll fucking post original music on there you got people who fucking post basically fucking short films and movies on there Mm -hmm. and they fucking get you know maybe a hundred subscribers if they're lucky a thousand watches on a video now they can't earn anything off of it you're gonna tell me it's more entertaining to watch these fucking idiot families and shit on there vlogging just doing daily diary update bullshit than it is to watch somebody with talent and skill put their heart into this shit like hours and hours and hours of heart talent skill passion just fucking rip their hearts out and slap it on YouTube. That's not as interesting as some asshole in their family. What the fuck? Yeah, apparently not. It's this reality show culture that we live in where it's like, oh, I want to watch fucking nobodies do stupid, boring shit. Or fucking, I want to see somebody who's famous for sucking a dick on camera drive around and bitch about mayonnaise on her cunt. That's more interesting to me than somebody with talent. <laughs> Holy shit. You people need help. <laughs> you say I'm fuck. I got issues. You fuckers got issues. <laughs> and pro- I would like to hope it's not the people who like listen to us regularly, but you never can tell. Yeah. Well, my kids like watching <sighs> that stupid shit. Oh, fuck. We're boned. The fucking the box opening shit and the fucking people playing video games and all that shit. Well, see, video video games I can understand. Yeah. Like, Twitch and that, that I can sort of understand. No, to me, it's, like, frustrating as fuck to watch somebody play video games. And I think to most people it is pretty frustrating. But that I can sort of understand because, I mean, video games now, they're basically fucking movies, you know? Right. Where you're literally in control. So that I can get. The unboxing, that one I don't really understand. Especially these people who, like, get the same fucking thing. They'll watch somebody unbox a video and react to it, and it's like, why? (laughs) Like, Loot Crate subscribers, they get it every month, but they'll watch some fucker on YouTube open the same shit they just opened, like, ten minutes ago. Yeah. I don't understand it. I mean, I I could get it if you didn't subscribe to, like, Loot Crate, and you're like, well, I wonder what's in this shit. But they tell you, don't they? Mm, I don't. I don't think so. Okay, well, I don't think I don't think they tell you exactly what's in it. I think they tell you like the theme like the of theme, it. yeah. Okay, and they'll tell you like this month it's adventure and we've got Assassin's Creed and right, this yeah, type of shit. Right. Okay, so that I can understand. If you don't subscribe, I can understand watching the unboxing video. Not in the fucking record numbers that people are watching them though. I know it's insane. Like it's insane how many millions of fucking views these things get. I I have almost told you, dude, it might be worth it just even if for a month. Subscribe to Loot Crate or something and let's make an unboxing video. <laughs> just to see what happens. Yeah. But with them making it so much harder to monetize your shit, it's like, ugh. Oh, yeah. That would be really hoping, really, really, really fucking hoping you would, that one unboxing video would do yeah, something no for shit. you. Yeah, no shit. Especially since not only can you... 
not monetized until you have like a thousand subscribers or whatever. You don't even get paid yeah. until you make a hundred dollars in ad revenue. Your first check. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, your first check doesn't come until you hit a hundred dollars. And what are we at, dude? We're at like <laughs> sixty cents. Nice. Or something like that. I don't even think we're at a dollar yet. Wow. Yeah. See, I didn't know that because I told you check it, and if you can, just cash that fucking shit out. Yeah. Well, that's what I I sent you that link. Did you go to that uh-huh. link? That's what that chart. Was... I didn't because I couldn't get it to load. Oh, because you're throttled. That's right. Um. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I know. I need a better fucking phone yeah. It's service. like <laughs> yeah. It's like um um uh, like at ten dollars they they ask for address verification and then at like a hundred dollars you get your first check and if you want to cancel your monetization or whatever and you want to cash out yeah if you don't have ten dollars and you don't have more than ten dollars in your account you get nothing yeah it just goes you just cancel and it goes away yeah don't cancel ours yeah no i I didn't just i didn't i'm just i'm just saying like if you were to cancel yeah yeah, i know i know yeah they don't they don't pay you unless you have at least ten dollars that's fucking crazy and it's like what the fuck yeah make sure you keep our shit so it's set to monetize yeah even though we don't have enough subscribers but yeah I have thought about that, like, being like, do you want to try to do one, at least just one unboxing video, see what it does? Yeah. Because I could fucking film you unboxing it and then do a voiceover for it. (laughs) Try to make it, you know, entertaining other than, oh, wow, there's a fucking sticker. Oh, that would be funny. We could get a loot crate and we could just shit on everything that comes out of the box. (laughs) Like, oh, look at this fucking t-shirt. Oh, what kind of fucking retard would wear this bullshit in yeah. public? What is this? Is this for a fucking baby doll? Look how small this is. I wouldn't wear this shit to bed. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting. That would be an interesting take on it. Yeah, you would have to disable the comments, though. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know we'd get some fucking jack-off on there and be like, I'm going to find where you... What's up? Come on, I go. Live and burn your house down. Because I see that shit all the time on YouTube. Yeah. It's always funny slash depressing to read the comments and see how long it takes for people to start dropping N-bombs and just hateful, horrible shit. Usually usually it's within three or four comments. <laughs> I read that exact comment. You're... What's up? Come on, I go. I'm going to find you and burn your house down within, like, three comments every time. Yep. And it's just it's like... like it's like uh... the, it's the new first... Yeah, it is. <laughs> Instead of first, it's... It... <laughs> I'm going to find you. What's up? Come on, I go. Kill you. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Yeah, I I didn't. I never thought about that, but yeah. You remember how you used to see first? No, I was first. No, I was first. Mm-hmm. And then you'd see some asshole who would sarcastically comment second. Yeah. How, how do you sarcastically top fucking your... What's up? Come on, I go. I'm going to find you and kill you. <laughs> uh, how do you top that I, I don't think you can just like i've got cum in my mustache and i'm slitting my throat what <laughs> What? <laughs> well i mean it's kind of the reverse you know instead of your what's up come on i go yeah you know and then killing you i'm killing my get it yeah <sighs> fuck i'm gonna have yeah, a, i don't i'm gonna it. have i'm gonna have a whole lot of ooh la la's to put in this oh you're gonna Sorry. <laughs> well, I thought I was being over the top with it, like trying to. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to be over the top and make it clear I thought it was wrong, but yeah, I didn't even think about it. <laughs> but yeah, YouTube is really a wasteland. Yeah, see, that's not where I thought you were going to go. I, I thought you were going to go YouTube, but I didn't think it was going to be that. I thought it was going to be uh, 
assholes who change their channel name to match existing channels. Oh, we really should fucking talk about that next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you would have reminded me, I would have went with that instead. Well, I, I thought that's where you were going. I pulled a swerve on you. And then you gave the three things, the three groups you were going to talk about. I was like, oh, it's one of those. <laughs> yeah, I could have wrapped that into the poster one, couldn't I have? Yeah, that's what I thought you were going to do until you went in, into it. And I was like, oh, well, he's just talking about. Yeah, no, I didn't even think of that. I'd forgotten about them fuckers. Yep, I've got it written down now, so I ain't going to forget. We've got two joint fuck this shits to do now, you know? Yeah. Mm, nice. Nice. Uh, YouTube is a wasteland. I wonder if some of the other video services, like, what's the one? Is it, uh, what's the one people told me? Oh, you should get on there. They won't censor you at all. Is it Daily Motion, maybe? Maybe. Because I've heard that, like, they don't censor you at all. I've also heard that, like, YouTube is cracking down on letting you monetize videos with swearing. And as we've seen, I mean, some of our videos, that's all they are is swearing. But as we've seen, fucking all of our videos have swearing in them. Because right. somebody has a fucking potty mouth. Somebody. Hey, you got a potty mouth, too. Yeah. But it's mostly me, I know. It's mostly you. Mm-hmm. I don't shy away from it. It's mostly you. It's funny how many times I, I actually cut out some of your swearing. Oh, do you? Uh-huh. Wow. If you actually cut some of it out, yep. damn. <laughs> yep. There's usually two or three in every episode that I'm able to, to cut out. Like, if you do, like, if you do, um, fucking, like, if you do that, like, every other oh, word in a sentence. I use it, I use it as, like, a connector, don't I? Uh-huh. And I do that, or too, sometimes, like, but... Yeah. But sometimes you'll do it like three times in a row in the same sentence. And it's like, all right, yeah. man, one of those has got to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never realized that. <laughs> and, you'll, and you'll do... Uh, and shit. And shit, yeah. Or like, or you'll go, and fucking... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I noticed I did that earlier. <laughs> I'll, sometimes I'll, I'll reach in there and I'll, I'll snip that fucking off the end so it'll just be and and then i'll get you right into the next sentence or the next word see that's what i told you dude i didn't even notice that you've done that so that's how good of an editor <laughs> you are because i would sound really fucking stupid i only do it when it when it seems like you it's been excessive <laughs> 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 and it's like still. i was like ah, that's a little this has been his fuck quotient is way too high this episode i gotta take some out <laughs> You're like, who does this idiot think he is? Tony Montana? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me tell you a fucking story. It's not a noun, <laughs> verb, and adjective. It is, though. Uh, yeah, it kind of is. Fuck is a very versatile word. It is. And I tend to show it. Mm-hmm. That's why I sent you that video. Oh, you probably didn't even get to watch it because you're throttled, right? Which video? The Batman thing or whatever? No, the one I sent last night when I said I didn't know you were a songwriter. Yeah, no, I didn't get to watch that. Oh, I fell down the rabbit hole of these, um, of some new, some new music. Um, okay. And uh, this guy I found is Wednesday Thirteen. Okay. And he's kind of like a, they're like a kind of like a pop, a punk, Rob Zombie-ish type, trashy metal punk band, you know. <laughs> this one song is I like to say fuck. <laughs> I saw the link. Yeah, I like to say fuck. <laughs> Uh, it was pretty Did good. Did you see my reply to you about yeah. that this morning? Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> so I said, I was like, you knew I wrote music, hey! Trying to play a bit of a pitiful retard. Yeah, I didn't realize you were getting, you, you didn't get the full joke, though. Nah, no, I didn't. 
Yeah, that sucks. I didn't get the full joke, so I tried to make a lame joke of my own. Gotcha. Yeah. That's what I've said, though, in the past, though. It's like, you're a really good editor because you've made me, and now I'm really, 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 really realizing it, you've made me sound a little bit less stupid. <laughs> because I, I do know that I say fucking is like a connector, and I'll say and shit as a connector. Yeah, so do I. Uh, it's almost like Kev with and whatnot. And whatnot, yeah. Because I've heard him talk about saying, oh, I just use that as like a filler to connect the two thoughts. All right. Thank yous and whoring, right? Right. Um, our thank yous, as always, go to at the J Sarge for our music at the top of the show and for Pimp Spot. Um, thanks to at Sherry Says for our logos for the main show and for the commentaries, which, remember, keep an eye out for the commentaries every month on the 10th. Yep. And then... Thanks to at JP Montgomery, just the wonderful photographer who hopefully we'll be doing some more stuff with soon. It would be so fucked up if she's like, I'm tired of you assholes. I don't want nothing to do with you. And we've been pimping her so hard lately. Yeah, really. She'll, <laughs> she's going to blow up soon and then not do anything with us. Well, not just that. Just like you two are annoying before she even blows up. You oh, know? Yeah. Yeah. That's always a possibility. I mean, possibility. It's likely because, I mean, I would never blame anybody for being like, you're an annoying asshole to me. Yeah. Did you did you see the, the, the uh, well, I'm sure you have seen it. I think you retweeted it. Thanks for throwing that out there. <laughs> that uh, <laughs> one of the latest pictures, that nicotine picture. Uh, the with, bathtub uh, with all the cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't know how hard it was for me to not quote that tweet and hashtag it got milk. Because <laughs> I didn't want to be a pig. Oh, I'm guessing juggy, juggy, juggy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's immediately what I thought of would be a fucking hilarious. Uh, well, not <laughs> hilarious for everybody, probably. But to yeah. me, that was fucking funny that <laughs> that I would, would quote it and hashtag got milk because she hashtagged it nicotine. Yeah. But then I was like, nah, you're going to sound like a real fucking dick. <laughs> so I didn't. Yes. Oh, it. Yeah, it's funny. You wouldn't believe how many times I didn't want it to come across as 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 being a an asshole or a pig. Yeah. Well, I mean, even though I've posted like fucking Doomy got sweet cum tweets, you would be surprised the shit that I do censor. Yeah. What what like I said, when I'm letting shit like that out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I have a few tweets like that and it depends on who the person is. If I know them well enough to know that they'll know it's a joke. Yeah. I'll do it, but for the most part, it's just like, eh, why chance it? Right. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt. I was like, yeah. I already know that they have a problem with creepers and stuff, so I'm not going to be like a... Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to come across like I'm being uh, fresh. I feel you. Now it's time for our bullshit, right? Right. Um, You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud. We're part of the High Altitude Podcast Network, and you can find everything we do at nerdblitz.com. Search Nerd Blitz on YouTube and find the one that's actually us. We'll talk about it next time. Buy yourself some merch. We've got a couple new designs. Well, I guess they're not really new anymore, but we may have some new, more new designs soon. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash nerdblitzpod slash shop. Find all kinds of cool shit there, uh, merch-wise. Camping Trip and the Nerd Blitz Pilots. Find those at tsdjaproductions.bandcamp.com. 
Both of them are three and a half hours. Camping trip one is five dollars. The pilots you get three episodes and an intro, which the intro is outdated at this point. It's four dollars. So you got fucking seven hours of content for nine dollars. Not a bad deal. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at the Scooby Doom. You're at Fitzman73. And together we're at Nerd Blitz Pod. Is there anything fucking else we need to talk about? Oh, lots of stuff. <laughs> well, I mean on this episode because I don't think we want to put on another th- three and a half hour episode, do we? No, not <laughs> not tonight. So on that note, bye. Come back next time, or Sandy. That's not a good droopy. Oof. Come back next time, or Sandy depends on it. It's not good. It's not not your best, but no, it's not. Well, I tried. That's more than you can say for some people. That wasn't a shot at you, just so you know. I don't want you to edit this and be like, you fucking cock. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I tried. Fucking, what do you want? For nothing. Exactly. This has been a feature of JJ2E Media and TSDJA Productions.